podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Tuesday on which Liverpool take on Napoli in the Champions League at Anfield. Napoli arrive in great form, top of Serie A, top of this group. And having already walloped us once in the competition, we stumble into the game having lost our last two Premier League matches in embarrassing fashion. Away to Nottingham Forest, who were bottom of the league, and at home to Leeds United, who were in the bottom three before taking us on. Virgil's unbeaten home record in the league is over, just two months shy of five years. It had to end at some point, but to lose it to Leeds is really disappointing. To lose it to a bad Leeds side is really disappointing. We are ninth in the Premier League. We are 15 points off the top of the table. 15 points behind Arsenal. That's a shambles. That's an absolute shambles. We're 13 points behind City. We're 10 points, though with a game in hand, behind Spurs. We're 8 points, again with a game in hand, behind Newcastle. We're seven points behind Manchester United. Five behind us at Chelsea team that is average at best. How have we found ourselves in this position? How have we allowed this to happen? Now, I know that a couple of years ago, David Ornstein laid out what he had been told the plan was for Liverpool where they would compete, 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 and then fall off a bit as the team was regenerated, and then compete, compete, compete again. But this is not falling off. This is collapsing. We're 15 points off top. We're seven points off bottom. That's completely unacceptable. And the manager has had an absolute disaster of a season. And hearing both his comments about the current situation and then the retrospective stuff from certain journalists about the summer is real cause for concern. Real cause for concern. Because the excuse-making is pathetic. It's as pathetic as the current performances. 
Klopp wasn't expecting to lose Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Naby Keita, et cetera, et cetera, for extended periods. What? Naby got injured in mid-August, early August. There was nearly a month left in the transfer window. You knew he was going to be out half the season. Ox got injured in the summer. And you didn't think those injury-prone players were going to get injured anyway? Those injury-prone players, one of whom you have pretty clearly shown you don't rate all that much anymore anyway. The fact that Klopp looked at our midfield group pre-season and decided, okay, I want to chew him any, but what I have is enough, that's very concerning. Because that's a really poor midfield group. Now, nobody could have predicted Fabinho's fall-off, apparently. But Fabinho had been poor the last couple of months of last season. So... It wasn't all that hard to predict that he might come into this season a little bit leggy, let alone what he's been. Thiago is always going to miss games through injury, always. Henderson was poor for two years before this season. He was awful last season. He has declined. Naby Keita always gets injured. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain always gets injured and isn't good enough. Milner is far from good enough. Milner should have been let leave in 2020. He shouldn't still be at the club three years later or three seasons later. Harvey Elliott isn't a midfielder. Fabio Carvalho isn't a midfielder. And Curtis Jones has been badly developed and tends to get injured. And we don't know if he's good enough. Signs are, he's not. How anyone could have looked at that midfield and thought, yeah, that'll do. And I don't want to hear, oh, well, they almost won the quadruple. Almost. Almost. But failed. Didn't win the league. Didn't win the Champions League. Why? Because of that midfield. That's why. Liverpool almost won the quadruple. Liverpool were closer to winning nothing than to winning the quadruple. A penalty here or there, and they win nothing. We all want to pat ourselves on the back about last season. Last season, the great clubs, the elite clubs that win year after year, have a mindset that once you've got your medal, you put it away and you forget about it. And you forget about it until you're retired. And then you look at your medals. And then you bask in them. But when you're still playing, you put it away, you forget about it, and you get ready for next year. And this team hasn't been good at that. They managed it from 19 into 20 from the Champions League into the league. Not so much the following season. Not so much the season after that. Or the season after last, this season. 
Klopp's comments about the Leeds game are a little bit worrying to me as well. Like, to come out and say the reason for the second Leeds goal was that the boys wanted to win the game instead of defending the draw. This is this is nonsense. This is absolute nonsense. When you're playing as badly as us, you just take the point and you accept that it's been a bad day. But I'm not really sure that what he said there even translates to what we saw on the pitch. So if you remember, balls up in the air, Thiago gets hold of it, plays it to Virgil, he plays it to Milner. Now, the first question here is, why Why does Milner play that ball? Why does he hook it back into a central area instead of just pumping it down the line? Brain fart number one by James Milner. Mr. Leadership Experience and Setting the Standards. Leeds get the ball and they work it back down their left wing, our right wing. The ball gets to Nonto. James Milner stands him up. Curtis Jones comes back to help. Milner should press and have Jones cover. Instead, Milner drops off and leaves Jones to cover at a weird angle, which creates the opportunity for Nonto to play the ball through the gap in towards Bamford. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. So that's brain fart number two by James Milner. Leadership experience setting the standards. But roll it back a little bit. As Nanto picks up the ball, the closest man to Somerville, the only Liverpool player that has a real opportunity to block the passing lane behind the fellas who are closest to the ball, is the captain, who's fast asleep. Fast asleep. And while Nanto carries the ball about eight yards, Henderson walks one. Walks. And it's not until the ball is fired into Bamford's feet that he starts to move. And by then it's too late. Now, obviously, Virgil should do better. Gomez should do better. But the duo of leadership, experience and setting the standards, the ones we're told are responsible for so much of this, they just have brain farts. They can't do the basics. 
I don't know why Klopp brought Milner on in that game. You're trying to win the game. Why are you bringing on James Milner? Unless it's a penalty, James Milner's not winning you a game. And if Salah's still on the pitch, James Milner's not taking the penalty. So why have you brought him on? Trent was actually playing okay as well. And they brought on a lightning quick left winger. Why are you bringing on a cart horse at right back? I thought I wasn't annoyed about it anymore, but I am. I'm still annoyed about that game. And I'm annoyed about how the season's going, and I'm annoyed about the arrogance that was shown in the summer, and I'm annoyed about the sections of our fan base that laughed at the other sections of the fan base who said we needed to bring midfielders in. I'm annoyed as one of, and on behalf of the others, of that group who said, we need to bring in at least one, if not two midfielders. And these arrogant twats who sat about and said, oh, this midfield got us to four of the three finals. How's it looking now? You're outcome merchants. You react only to scorelines. You think that if the team has played well, it means all the individuals have played well. You think that a win means all the individuals have played well. It's not the case. It's not the case at all. We have not refreshed this squad well enough. Look at our team from the 2018 Champions League final. We had Carrius in goal. He's been changed. Trent, still there. Lovren, he's gone. He would still be here if Klopp had his way, by the way. Even though he was garbage. Absolute garbage for six years. Virgil is still here. Robbo's still here. So that's three of the back five that are still at the club. Milner, Henderson, both still at the club. Uh, Both played in the Champions League final, just gone. So that's five. Ginny's gone. Uh, Salah, Firmino and Mane, they all played in the final. So that's eight. Six of whom, six of whom were still starters. You look at Real's team and compare it to the team that beat us in the Champions League final last year. Now, this is what I'm looking at. Champions League final to Champions League final. A four-year span. We had six of the same starters in our team. Trent. Virgil, Robbo, Brian, Moe, and Mane. All started. 
Look at the Real team. Kaylor Navas? Nope. Danny Carvial. There's one. Raphael Varane? No, he's gone. Sergio Ramos? No, he's gone. Marcelo? He was on the bench, but he didn't start. So it's two still at the, at the club, one starter. The midfield three was the midfield three. Modric, Casemiro, Cruz. Four starters. Five still at the club. And then Benzema. Benzema started, but Isco and Cristiano are both gone. So five starters, six still at the club. But look at the difference here. Look where they've refreshed their team. And then consider the backup options that they've brought through. So the, the same midfield is still there, but they've added the likes of Kamavinga. They've brought along Federico Valverde. Now, he started in that game in kind of a midfield four. And then they've gone out and they've bought Chouameni. Now they're chasing Jude Bellingham. Cristiano, they've moved on. Vinicius Jr., Rodrigo, a superstar and one who could be. We haven't done the same type of refresh. Like, it feels very much to me like Klopp's team has kind of been defined by Madrid. Their run started with that 2018 Champions League final defeat, ended with the 2022 Champions League final defeat, and in in my view, peaked with the uh, 2019 win in Madrid. That's kind of what it feels like to me. I don't. I think we were a better team in eighteen nineteen than we were in nineteen twenty. I think part of the reason for that is that we didn't refresh between those seasons. We didn't do anything. We brought in Harvey Elliott, Adrian, and Sepp Vandenberg, and then Taki Minamino in a January. I felt we were a better team the season before. And I think we've just allowed the team to get a little bit too old. And a little bit too stale. Right, just before we finish up, let's just jump around the main Liverpool websites. This is Anfield. Plenty of pre-match coverage ahead of the Napoli game. Uh, The main article is entitled Four Games in 12 Days. That's not how it should be looked at. Liverpool need to look at this as we have two games that that matter. One is Spurs, one is Southampton. Tonight doesn't matter. We're going to finish second in this group. It doesn't matter what the result is tonight. Play the kids and Milner and Henderson and whoever else. And then Derby doesn't matter. Bin off the domestic cups this year because they just don't matter this season. Focus on what matters 
the league and then the Champions League. Liverpool.com, plenty of transfer stuff here. As usual, uh, there's a piece about Zambo and Gisa, a piece about Jude Bellingham, a piece about Kim, the Napoli centre-back. Um, there's a piece about Frank Kessie. Frank Kessie's an interesting one. Um, Anfieldindex.com, we have... Liverpool 1 leads to the post-mortem. Liverpool versus Napoli, full 11 are kids. Uh, there's a loan watch. Do check that out. Does Jurgen Klopp need to switch to a 3-4-3 formation? I I just don't see him considering a, a back three. I just don't. I don't know why. I just don't see it. And there is a Champions League preview ahead of tonight's game. In terms of podcasts, Guy stepped in to replace me with Carl on Scouted, so do check that out. There is a Scouser Tommy's, Jim Boardman, joined by Tony Evans, so make sure you check that one out. And there is an Under Pressure, it's Dan Kennett, Cy Brundish and Dan Rhodes. Uh, Phil Barker is away, and Gags just doesn't care about you, the listener. He just went on holiday, because, you know, why should he bother with you? That's not he was he was on holiday, but uh, he's he is actually genuinely quite busy, or so he tells me. I mean, I don't know whether to believe him or not. Uh, I I just don't think he wants to do old school. I think he's worried about getting shouted at. Um, there will be a raw tonight after the game, but it'll probably be more like a half baked because the match doesn't really matter, and unless we get absolutely walloped or we absolutely wallop them. There's no real point in getting too upset or too happy about it. Uh, So that's it. I'll see you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.